Welcome to another message from LifePoint Church, located at 400 South Abilene in Valley Center, Kansas. For more information on LifePoint Church, go to our website at lpcag.org. It is our prayer to invest in generations to influence community. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Steve Rains. Today, uh, uh, you and I have been around people all week, probably, maybe you didn't, um, uh, weren't around family or weren't around friends, um, and uh, you don't do Black Friday or whatever it's called. Does anyone do Black Friday anymore? I don't know. We went out and it was like, it seemed dead, but, um, but uh, we know this, you know this, that people around you need encouragement. All of us need encouragement. So today, after a long weekend of travel or or maybe having a house full of company and um, you came to church this morning, when you saw it snowing yesterday, you're like, no, man, no, no snowflakes going to keep me down. I'm going to try. I just need to be in the house of the Lord. And, and you came to a place wanting and hoping for encouraging and encouraging word. Guess what? You're at the right place this morning. Uh, we, we all need encouragement. There, there isn't. There, there isn't one of us that doesn't fit or doesn't reap the benefit of being encouraged. And the fact is, let's just get some um, maybe encouragement in the house today. I mean, if you like came here and you're like, I need some encouragement or I need someone just to speak life over me. Um, can we just do that? Just turn. And I know you introduced and like shake, shook some hands before him. But just look at your neighbor and, and just find something about them to encourage. I mean, if it's just the boots that they have on right now. You know, just, man, just shout a word of encouragement to them, right? Or if they've done something that just encouraged you, um, speak that. The dictionary defines encouragement this way. The action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. Encouragement isn't just an emotion. It's an action. It's if you're going to encourage someone, you how many if you're going to encourage some someone, you have to say something. Ninety percent it's going to require words on your behalf to to encourage them. The purpose is to give them hope. The purpose is to to like give them energy, if you will. Probably not the best term, but to just to build them up, to give them confidence, to to refresh their confidence. There's synonyms of, of uh, encouragement, heartening, cheering up, inspiration, motivation, stimulation, fortification. It means to pursue, to do, or to continue something. And so when you open up the pages of Scripture, all through the Bible, you, you see this exhortation, this encouragement to you and I. And if you have been around the church very long, you've heard the word used that we're going to look at this morning. It's a word that's translated as encouragement. The word is paraclete. To comfort, to lift, to refresh, to brighten up, to come alongside another person for the purpose of strengthening them. Um, and you, you know what's interesting as you think about this topic today, when Jesus is talking to his disciples in John chapter 14, it's the, the night before he's crucified, he's telling them again that he's going away, that he's leaving them, but, but something better is coming. 
Jesus said, I'm going away, but the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the encourager is coming. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the paraclete. He called the Holy Spirit the helper. And in John chapter 14, verse 26, you read these words, but the helper, or the encourager, if you will, because it's the same word, the Holy Spirit is coming. Do you know what the Bible says that, uh, about Christians? It says in the book of Hezekiah, when you're at Walmart, to smile. I'm just kidding, it doesn't say that because Hezekiah doesn't exist. I'm just messing with you. But we are, it does say that we're supposed to be imitators of Christ, does it not? Right? And so in, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God. What is it that God does? What, does? what does he want to do? He wants to encourage. The Lord is committed to your encouragement and your encouragement in walking with him. Do you know how you know the enemy is, is working you? One of the ways, anyway, is to check your thought life. That if, if your thought life becomes very discouraging, very um, negative, very, you know, not edifying. Be aware. And one thing it says to us, look, because we have a, a bad thought doesn't always mean it's the enemy. What, one thing it does mean is that you and I have to train our thinking. We have to train our thoughts. We have to not let things camp out there that shouldn't be there that we take every thought captive, that we train ourselves to think biblically. And if your thoughts are discouraging or demeaning all the time, then you're listening to the wrong voice. God is a God of encouragement. How committed? This is how committed God is to your encouragement, that he's placed within you his spirit, and you have become his temple you have become as scripture says his son and daughter or daughter constantly the presence of the lord is with you the name by which he wants his spirit to be known by us is the encourager god wants to encourage you he wants to strengthen you he wants to build you up and so in john chapter 14 verse 26 we read this but the helper the encourager, if you will, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So, how does the Holy Spirit encourage us? Well, he prompts us, he, he teaches us, reading, I mean, just, that, that is why we're always encouraging you to, to read the scripture to to find windows in your day whether it's 15 minutes in the morning or if you can get more time if it's five minutes to to find yourself going to the scripture because the lord uses the scripture he teaches us through the scripture i mean i don't know if you're like me but man there's times where i'm reading the bible and something just stands out it's just like alarms it's just like look here this is you this is what I want to put in your life. This is, this is something that, that you need to address in your life, perhaps. This is something that I want to do in your life. This is somewhere where I want to lead you in your life. And so he uses the scripture. A verse illuminates to you, and, and, and it's that, that's the Holy Spirit saying, Look, I want to talk to you. 
you're not alone in this issue. You're going through your week, perhaps, and something from a message that you've heard or a devotion that you did or, or maybe a song or a conversation that you had in a life group pops up or, or comes to your mind, resonates within your spirit, and you're like, man, that, that's the Holy Spirit bringing things to your attention for the purpose of encouraging you. He's our encourager. Now, so what I want to do briefly this morning is just give you three principles of encouragement. And uh, we've already spoke about the first a little. And it's this. Encouragement is something God does. Right? It, it's one of the ways that he wants us to know him. And one of my, one of my concerns, one of the, one of the um, things that I think about the longer that I'm in ministry is that I don't think most believers understand how much God loves them. Um, what he thinks of them. And the plans that he's prepared for them. Um, that they are, that, that we or, or they, whoever they are, can get this tunnel vision that we become can become more concerned about the, the affairs of this life, the affairs of this world. And, and, and I'm not talking about things that we're lured to or we're tempted to. I'm just talking about life, right? And how, God, how good God wants to bestow upon them. That he is right beside you, encouraging you. That in your darkest moments, it's not you alone in that moment, but God is there with you. That, that in the, your, your moments of greatest celebration, when you're walking down the street at 9 o'clock at night and it's snowing, like, oh, get out, and you're just like, man, this is the best of all worlds right now. Your dog out, we went for a walk last night, and, um, and I was like, Bella, you're going off leash, and and and. She's, a, she's our dog. She's like the best. She's like incredible. And, um, and Robin, and we're just walking, and it's just like, you know, I mean, this is so peaceful. And Bella is just like frolicking in the snow. It's just like, you know, um, so fun. And, and in moments like that, it's just like, man, God, you are, it was so encouraging. I know some of you are like, it's still snowing. But some of us were just like, snow angels, right? If my heart's dialed in by faith and being in his presence, I'm going to be strengthened in my inner man. You'll be strengthened in your inner man as he encourages you and speaks over you. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, all, of mercies and the God of what? all comfort. That word comfort, if you look at it in the Greek, is what? Paraclete. Encouragement. He's the God of all encouragement. He's for you. It's how he wants to work in your life. If you want to know if you're hearing from the voice of God, is it encouraging you? I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about conviction in this moment. 
But I will say this, and, and because God is a God who convicts us of, in, right, brings conviction to our life. But the conviction of, the, uh, of God will ultimately bring you encouragement because if you respond to it, it's going to lead to better things. How I many you know that's true? Therefore, conviction leads to blessing because you are allowing God to be God in your life and you're responding to his promptings and you're drawing near to him. You could read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse uh, 3 and 4 this way. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all encouragement, who encourages us in, our, in all our affliction so that we may be able to encourage those who are in an affliction with the encouragement with which we ourselves are encouraged by God. Do you know what that is saying to us? God wants to encourage others, us to encourage others around us. And he's going to use life experiences, he's going to use seasons of life. Look, encouragement is a game changer. showing people the love of Christ. So, let's encourage people, right? When, when you see a parent and they're navigating a parent mo parenting moment, have you ever seen those parents like at Walmart? You, you don't remember your kid ever acting like that. Or at the restaurant. Man, can, can we just be people that that encourage them in their efforts that don't tell them what they did wrong and I mean obviously if they maybe broke the law maybe you should have a conversation with them but I'm not you going that extreme but man that how, well, how, Steve how do I encourage them encourage them for being engaged with their kid encourage them for being present in their kid's life well man they're not present because they're not doing anything but just find a way to speak into the life. Encouragement opens people's heart. When, when we are encouraging, we're, 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 you know what we're doing? You all put, most of you put gloves on when you came to church this morning because it's cold outside. We're going to have a snowball fight after church. It's going to be awesome. I'm just kidding. I don't know about that one, but we could. When, when we're encouraging, you know what? We are working hand in glove with the Holy Spirit. You are partnering with the God of all encouragement today God wants to encourage you man he, he loves you you're not alone he has surrounded you with a church family that wants to encourage you you know when when you have weather you, you never know um, if it's like going to be me and Robin and and that's it or or there's going to be people that come and and we totally get it. There, there's never any pressure on, on weather days to, to come to church from us, even though you're like, you don't expect me to cut, cancel church. You know how I feel about snow. You know, I mean, it has to be like up here before I'll can. But anyway, um, but, but, uh, but man, just, so you never know. It's like, well, Robin, what if it's like just me and you? We'll, we'll encourage each other in the Lord, right? And um, you're surrounded by a, a church family that wants to encourage you. That God is for you. And if God is for you, as the scripture says, who can be against you? Right? God delights in doing that. Secondly, this morning, encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Not only is God encouraging, but he's given us the word to encourage us. 
as much as you can, as often as you can. Make it a priority to read the Scripture. But I don't get anything out of it. You get more than you think you do. The Word of God will strengthen and encourage you in so many ways. Look, Romans chapter 15, verse 5 says this, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance and encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. God has given us this book to encourage us, to give us hope. Look at Paul's counsel to, to young Timothy. Timothy is in a difficult season. He's pastoring a, a church, um, uh, the church of Ephesus at, at this juncture, and people are being hostile, and he's discouraged and maybe ready to quit. And Paul says to Timothy in chapter 4, verse 13, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. The NIV puts it this way. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching. And to teaching, the New Living says, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging them, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Again, that word encouraging, that word preaching, that word exhortation, guess what? Pericles. Devote yourself to Pericles to coming alongside people to te and teaching them, Timothy, teaching them the Word of God. The Word will change people's lives. And it's interesting, not to go deep into um, the city of Ephesus and background information, but, but the city of Ephesus was pretty wicked. And and. Paul's instruction, Paul's counsel to Timothy is like, don't, don't head to the hills. Don't, don't hide in, in the closet. Man, preach the word, teach the word, encourage people with the word of God. Honestly, you, you need to be in church whenever you can. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about somebody. Right? You, you, why do I say that? You and I need the encouragement and it makes a difference. Man, I, I need to be here. Not because I need to preach a message. Or I, need to, I, need to be in, I need to be in the Word, and I need to be around you because you, you speak words of encouragement to me. Um, just being in your presence is encouraging. Something, some encouragement is something that God does. It's in His Word next and last. Look at this. Encouragement can bring people, uh, change people's outlook. Or, excuse me, encouragement can change people's outlook. How many of you know that's so true? Your words can have life, or they can be a wet blanket. I mean, think about it. Encouragement is a game changer with people. Here's, here's the truth about encouragement. You don't, you don't have to know someone to be able to encourage them. Secondly, you'll never, you'll never offend someone by encouraging them. No, no one will ever say to you, would you please quit encouraging me? Stop it. Most people 
Well, well, act like my dog Bella. You you encourage them in, but my dog Bella, like you you like just barely touch her on the back, and she's there. She's there. She's just like she'll throw her 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 hip into you and like do it again. You know, and then she'll like if you pause for a second, she'll like whip her head up. I don't know how. Like my dog can do that. She's like, you know, and and I mean, it, she's a great nonverbal communicator, right? But most, I mean, no one will ever say to you, "Quit encouraging me." They aren't going to say, "I hate encouragement," because we all know we need encouragement, don't we? I, I think about this, and and um, Austin and Taylor, they moved, they moved back to to the area now, but when they when they first moved down to San Antonio and um, get situated, they were living in a, a three-story apartment. Um, I guess it was two-story because there's, they, they had an upstairs in their apartment. But, so there was a guy that lived below them. And, and as you know, when they left here, um, Lincoln was just learning how to walk. And how many know when you have a kid that's learning how to walk that pace and that, that uh, like excitement of walking just increases, right? And so all you would hear, or all, all the guy that lived below them would hear is, like all day, right? Things dropping, you know, and, um, you know, the guy had enough. And so he came upstairs one day and knocked on, on their apartment door and was just like, you know, kind of laid into Austin and was just rude and, and, um, and like spiteful. And, and Austin's like, what am I supposed to do? Duct tape? put my kids so you can't walk anymore you know um uh and, and so they kind of had this thing and and um so they decided you know what taylor's like i'm gonna bake some cookies man and we're gonna write a note and we're gonna go and and just lavish some some grace on on our our neighbor and so they they went down there and and um you know kind of engaged and encouraged if you will and uh Man, it changed the it changed the relationship, you know, and uh, the guy reciprocated. I mean, it was a it was a game changer. Most people in this sin cursed, fallen, broken world suffer from a disorder. I don't know if you've ever heard of this disorder. It's called EDD, encouragement deficit disorder. Have you ever? Ever heard? I'm just making it up. I don't know if it exists or not, but it sounds good. You know, I mean, just look at somebody and say, "What do you suffer from?" And just I'm EDD, right? Every, everyone needs encouragement. Everyone benefits from it. When you encourage someone, you're building up their faith. When you're encouraging someone who is so invaluable, that's everyone. You are helping them discover their spiritual gifts, perhaps, and, and the grace of God upon their life. It goes like this. And you're really good at whatever the blank is. And that person may not see that in themselves, right? But it's the grace upon their life, and you're calling that out of them. Because the reality is, is that you and I are better at seeing the gifts and the graces in other people's lives than we are in our own life, right? 
I mean, people will say something to me, and I'm like, I'm not, no way. I don't see myself that way, I, you know. Um, but then, but they're calling stuff out of me. And when we encourage someone and talk about the grace of God on their life, it can make a massive difference in their walk with God. It can make a massive difference in their, their receptivity to the gospel. It can build the church. And it can be done, and it can be, and it can build the kingdom of God in their life. You, you see this happening in Acts chapter 11, right? Um, there's this guy whose name is Joseph in Acts 11. And the apostles were so impacted by him that they gave him a nickname. And you can find his nickname back in Acts chapter 4, verse 36. And it says this, For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. I mean, that's a pretty cool, that's pretty cool. Um, What an awesome thing to be known for. In Acts chapter 11, a a new church had gotten started. The apostles uh, wanted to strengthen it. So who do they send? Not Mr. Incredible, they send Mr. Encouragement to this new church. Barnabas goes there, and it says that he encouraged them, and guess what the the result of, of that was? The church grew says the church grew in numbers there's something listen there's something about encouragement that opens the heart of people to to god's working in their lives to god working in your life to god working in my life so let's practice that let's be a place where where we practice that and that are you saying steve we can never deal with hard stuff absolutely not man we're going to preach the word of god we're going to deal with hard stuff we'll have hard conversations but there's a way that you can have hard conversations that produces life Right? There's there's times where if you're in if you're in a meeting, whether it's a church meeting or it's at work or whatever, and and, and you and you sense the spirit in the room shift, or maybe the a, a healthy spirit wasn't there from the get go. Man, that, let's find a way to to speak life, speak encouragement, to to change the course of someone's poo-pooing something. Oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have said that in church. She's poo-pooing. Is that wrong? To change somebody's words or how they're viewing something and, and help them to see beyond the negative. Again, you and I don't know we don't have to know someone to encourage someone. But when you do encourage, it's a game changer. It could be a game changer in turning them to opening their heart to God working in their life. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, uh, we, we flew down um, to, to San Antonio two weeks ago or whatever it was now. And, um, and we like flew from here to Denver, had a layover, and then caught the flight down. And I don't know what I was doing. I, wasn't, I guess I wasn't thinking because the um, plane landed and, and, um, <laughs> and we're waiting. How many of you are like, can you guys all just sport a little faster? You know, and so that that was kind of me. And usually I'm pretty chill, but I guess I was just excited or whatever. And and um, the, like people aren't moving out in front of us. I mean, I'm like, dude, 
the aisle's clear, go. And so I just stood up, and I said, come on, Robin, let's go. And I just, like, passed about four people. And then it hit me, like, those guys were being polite, and you're not. And I stopped, and I stopped by this guy, and I was like, I thought, what I thought was the plane was going on to a different location, so they were all, you know, they were just all staying on the plane, and, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go, because there was like a ton of people. And I looked back, and Robin's like, she's not following me. And I'm like, what's your problem? I'll lead you anywhere. She's like, what are you doing? I'm getting off this plane. And, um, and so I stop and I look at some guy and I'm like, hey, um, are you getting off this plane? He's like, yeah, I'm getting off the plane. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, and I was like, you can go in front of me. And he's like, no, no, go. And so I, I left the plane. And I waited for Robin forever. <laughs> Just like, Robin, you shouldn't have followed me. You know? Um, but anyway, while I was waiting, I started talking to this lady. Um, she was waiting for a, a wheelchair. Um, and we just started talking, man, and I was just like, I just want to encourage her and speak life into her. And, and uh, I'm like, Robin, you should have followed me. You know, you're taking a while. Finally, you know, long, but point is, encouragement can make a huge difference. It was so fun in, engaging that lady just in that window of minutes waiting for Robin to, to just board. But as we come to the holiday season, this is a, a critical topic. Your encouragement can be the best gift you can give someone. You taking the time to speak over someone is a gift that they will keep going back to. All around us, there are people that are fighting battles that we may know nothing about. Not even aware of it, but your encouragement can make a life-changing difference in their lives to press through that situation. So my question for us is, how can you encourage someone today? How can you encourage someone at your place of work tomorrow? How can you place encourage someone at your school tomorrow? Encouragement, man, listen, 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 listen. Encouragement is free doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost us anything to give it. Does it? I mean, your, your spouse needs your words of encouragement. When, when was the last time, if you're married, when was the last time you encouraged your spouse? Man, how you dust is just amazing. It doesn't come back. <laughs> right? Or whatever. I mean, you you provide and you work so hard for our family. You man, you cook. I could I could eat leftovers from Thanksgiving dinner for a month. It was just so good. I mean, when was the last time you encouraged your spouse? Your your children need to hear a word of encouragement from you every day. Every day. You, you, you and I have to speak that over them. Let them know you believe in them. Let them know how valuable they are to you. Talk to them about what God thinks of them and His grace upon them. Man, kids, kids, your parents 
need your encouragement. They, men, you, you have an opportunity to fill your parents' tank by what you speak to them. You don't, again, you don't have to know someone well to encourage them. You're at the checkout lane, and you can, you can encourage that person. Yeah, I'm going to encourage them to swipe faster. No, you can encourage them. Getting your coffee, encourage that person. When you say, you can say a word that can change a life. We believe and want us to, to practice spiritual gifts in our church because they're a part of what we believe. But, but my prayer is, it's not that it just occur here, but when, when you're out about living life, out in, in the marketplace, out in your school or whatever, and God's presence is upon you and you're speaking, um, and, you're, and you're manif those spiritual gifts are manifesting in those places too. You're prophesying over somebody, and man, you may not even know, but they may not even know, but man, you're just exhorting them, you're praying over people, you're, you're laying hands on people, and, and, and God's touching their bodies. What an opportunity we have to communicate God's heart, God's love, and God's presence as we encourage people. We're called to encourage. Look at these passages of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's uh, deceitfulness. What's it say? Every day. Encourage one another daily. In other words, let it be a habit. A discipline that you are encouraging every day because you're encouraging the people around you every day. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. You read that and it seems like there is an urgency to it. Why? Because a, because a missing or missing a day can turn into missing a week to a month. And then you hear statements like this, or if you were in my office at time to time, sitting with a couple, sitting with a family, sitting with somebody that is processing through a situation, you hear statements like this. I never hear them say, I love you anymore. I never hear them say, I've done a good job. I never hear them say, um, I've missed you. Look, if you have missed out on that, if you're like, ooh, man, I wish I would have came to church today. I just lost my encouragement. If, because here's what happens, right? Here's, it happens to all of us. Here's what happens. If we don't do the daily thing, guess what? The day pass, and then days pass, and then it's a week that passes, and then it's a month that passes, and you're like, man, I did not even realize that I had not told my loved one, I had not told my spouse, I had not told my kids that I love them. And all this time has passed. You didn't mean to do it. It's not that you don't love them. But that's just the urgency of, man, every day, let's be people that are speaking encouragement over one another's lives. 
And if, if time has passed and you've lacked doing that, speaking blessing, speaking encouragement over someone close to you, then you know what you have to do? Say it all the time. And if you mess up, fess up. Today's a new day. Begin today. Set a personal reminder. At the end of your quiet time, send a text. Why is this so important? Look at the rest of the text. I mean, be, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may uh, be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. What is sin's deceitfulness? Sin is, sin is an active, powerful force, is it not? It's like cancer trying to destroy and ruin, ruin life. Sin wants to, to corrupt, it wants to diminish, it wants to destroy, it wants to weaken and deceive people's worth. It wants to make people think that God doesn't care, it, it, um, isn't concerned with them. Sin tricks people because it's deceptive. It, it works to, to destabilize people. That's sin. And Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Why? Because sin is working every day. It doesn't, it doesn't take a break. Right? It doesn't. You, you'll have opportunity to sin today, just like I will. It doesn't take a break, but neither should our encouragement. I think that's the point in this text. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Let me throw some scriptures at you real quick. So encourage, encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together. Everyone say amen. amen. Some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That day being the return of Christ. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21. The words of the godly encourage many. The words of the godly encourage many. You know what your words are? And they're, they're, they're that, that ribeye on that grill. Whole neighborhood can smell that thing. I was, in, I was out shoveling last night. I got a north wind. I, somebody was grilling. I'm like, man, that smells so good. I wish they would call me over. I don't know, I don't know who was doing it. But, but man, it, it, it's like a ribeye. It's like Andy's frozen custard. It just does the body good. And then some. Speak words of life. Nourish them, in other words. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Paul's last word to the church of Corinth was this. Be joyful. Grow to maturity encourage each other live in harmony and peace that's life giving lessons right there from the word of Paul the worship team would come how how important are words of encouragement as I mentioned earlier Robin and I we had a layover in, in uh, Denver a couple of weeks ago as we were going down to San Antonio and we were um, just killing time walking around and, and 
sitting down looking at the mountains, you know, and, and thinking, man, you know, I thought there would be a day where we would live in Colorado. You know, um, that's where I grew up, and uh, Robin was born in Colorado, and and so we are just kind of sitting there, and, and she was like, you know, there was almost a time that, that we, uh, we moved to Colorado. It was a defining moment in our life, really a defining moment in our marriage. And, and it, was, it was an encouraging conversation in that, man, just trying to um, play it out in my mind 30 years later or whatever it was. But, but the season in our life was this. Um, my, the, the church that I got saved at, my youth pastor who was instrumental in discipling me and, and just pouring into me, um, some things happened in his life, and uh, uh, he, you know, he made some doctrinal decisions at that, in that moment that were, was very destructive to um, uh, a lot of my peers, a lot of um, youth sponsors that were over me when I was in the youth group, and, and you know, just kind of caused a riff in a lot of ways, and, and um, and it affected, even though we were living in, in uh, Oakley, Kansas at the time, it affected us because of the people that were there. And, um, and we didn't know all the ins and outs of it, but there was a, a moment where, where we were like, man, do we really want to do ministry? You know, um, I could do this, or you know, I've always thought about doing, you know, this this avenue of, of career, and and uh, and so we had said something to my my parents, to my mom, um, and uh, she was like, you know, man, I could, I don't need this big of a house. We could like take half the house and make it an apartment, and you could have that half of the house, and we could reconfigure this area, and that could be my house. And, and uh, we can make it work, and you guys can move in, and you can live for free, and, and or what? I don't, know, she, 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 I don't know if she said free, but it was free to me. It was fine. <laughs> anyway, um, and you could live here and go to school and start and blah blah blah. And and so we were like, hmm. And and then we went went back and just began to pray and process and you know, and and, and thank thank the Lord, we didn't go down that path. Because, it, I mean, um, as we were walking through the airport the other day, Robin was like, you know, that was a very defining moment for, for you, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and she was like, yeah, no matter, I wonder where we would have ended up. And it wasn't like a good end up because we knew some of the stuff that was going on um, with, with those that we were close to plus my background of just some of the things in my family and vices in my family. I mean, like, the door, if we would have stepped through and made that decision, that it would have opened up doors in our life that could have been really destructive. And, and I'm so thankful we had people in our lives to encourage us, but I'm thankful for my wife that she kept me grounded she spoke into my life during that season, and we ended up moving to to uh, Springfield and finishing up um, our uh, our our degree at uh, Semper Bible College, and um, and and it 
part of what got us through that season, what got me through that season, was words of encouragement that kept me grounded and pointed at Jesus, kept me humble and seeking Jesus, and kept me focused on what has God asked you to do with your life. So here we are, you know. I mean, man, I, we were talking about it just the other day, and I'm like, man, I am so glad we didn't make a bad decision. Just think what we would have missed out on. Just think, I mean, you know, to be able to sit in a sanctuary with you all today with eight inches of snow on the ground, just think what we would have missed out on. <laughs> awesome. God's been so good to us and so faithful to us. And so here's, as we wrap this up this morning, um, I want to get put some feet to this, and I'm going to ask the elders and their spouses to come forward if they're available um, for prayer time during this this last song. Because I know a couple things as we deal with a topic like this. This, if there's some in the room and you're like, man, yeah, I need I needed this word today because I'm I'm facing some uh, a discouraging season in my life right now. This concludes the teaching. Thank you for listening, and we hope you can join us for next Sunday's service with Pastor Steve Rains.